This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life, only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to The Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, co-founder and CEO of Visionary Wealth Advisors and the host of this great podcast. So today I've got Dr. Alejandro Junger. How you doing, Dr. Alejandro? I'm doing great. Awesome. Well, thanks for being with us. You are in the uh, beautiful city of Los Angeles. I'm uh, just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. So we are uh, excited to be together and we're going to talk about uh, how to become healthier. Is that what we're going to talk about today? Sure. <laughs> That's a good topic. That's a good topic. You've, you've, you know a thing about that. Uh, you've got your books, you've got Clean Eat, Clean Cut, your newest one, Clean Seven. I'm um, excited to talk about those things. So, but I always ask the guests, you know, kind of what's made you the man you are today? Obviously, you don't just wake up and become a doctor and become an expert in, you know, eating clean and taking care of yourself. So, what's helped you become the man you are today? Well, if I'm going to answer that question uh, really fully, I'm going to tell you the, the love that my parents gave me when I was a kid. Yep. Right. And then after that, I went to medical school. And then after that, I graduated and moved to New York to do my internship, residency and fellowship in internal medicine and then cardiology. And there, the, the, life, uh, the lifestyle change was very, very drastic in Europe. In Uruguay, I used to only eat the foods that my mom would, would uh, cook and prepare from scratch. And I used to do sports all the time. And, and then, and then um, in New York, uh, I, I, run, I was running between the hospital cafeteria and the, and the vending machines. Yeah, so yeah. I started gaining weight and having allergies first, only seasonal, then all year round. And then, um, and then I started having very difficult digestion, sometimes uh, constipation, sometimes diarrhea, gases, gurgling, uh, uh, discomfort, bloating. Yeah. And, and I gained a ton of weight. So, so one day I said, um, you know, I can't live like this. So I took off. I went to the doctors. I was given seven prescription medications for three diagnoses. Mm depression, allergies, and irritable bowel syndrome. And I refused. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself. Like, like you told me, your listeners are, are people that, that, that take care of things themselves, right? That's right. So, so this is what I did. I went to a gym in New York, Crunch, and I, and I scanned and saw one of the uh, personal trainers there had a six-pack, which is what I used to have when I was living in Uruguay and practicing right. Taekwondo every day. So I went up to him and said, look at my belly. And I said, what would it take me to go from this to looking like you? And he said, well, you're going to have to eat in a certain way. And you're going to have to come to the gym six days a week for 45 minutes each day. And then when he told me what to eat, I said, well, where are you getting this information from? And he said, I'm getting this information from 
the guy that used to train um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lou Ferrigno and all these Mr. Wow. Olympia, right? The, guy, the, the guy's name was, was Dan Duchesne. So I went to, to read on him and I, found, and I found a book that he wrote called The Underground Body, Body Opus Diet. And in it, he describes how bodybuilders are trying to trick biology because on one hand, they're asking the body to build something, muscle, right? right. On the other hand, they're asking the body to break down something, which is fat, right? Now, one is anabolism building. The other one is catabolism breaking down. The body cannot do in, in, in big picture both of sure. them at the same time unless you trick it. <clears throat> and the way to trick it is to go into ketosis, right? So I, I was reading about ketone diet way before it became, uh, you know, a thing. And, but this guy took it to the extreme. Anyways, to make a long story short, I started really getting into it. I, I, in two months, I was looking even more ripped than, than the personal trainer. Wow. But even then, even then, my depression was still there. My irritable bowel syndrome was not cor completely corrected. And, um, and my allergies were even more rampant. So, so um, I started learning how to meditate. Then I ended up in a monastery in India. Wow. In India, in India I was exposed to all kinds of different um, healing modalities, right? Like Western Western medicine was, at, was what I was bringing to the table, but there were Chinese medicine doctors, Ayurvedic doctors, chiropractors, naturopaths, hands-on healers, Reiki masters. It was a group of all these eclectic, you know, modalities of, of, sure. health, of healthcare. And I started learning just by watching and discussing patient by patient, right? Then I came back to the United States, back into the hospital system, got sicker than ever. And at that time, I stumbled upon the concepts and practices of cleansing and detoxification. And by applying those, those principles in my life, I not only lost all the weight, completely got rid of all, all my symptoms without any medication. Which is amazing. Looked really 10 years younger, but looked and felt 10 years younger to the point that everybody was asking. And that's when I started really getting into detoxification, how the body does it, and what is it that we're exposed to, and how it affects our health. And then, uh, and then started really trying to make things simple for people that want to take charge, that want a simple, easy to, to follow program that is really effective. And that's how I created the clean program. Well, I like it. That's a lot of stuff there. So I appreciate you sharing all that and uh, what, a, what a ride you've been on. And now you're doing great things all over the world and helping a lot of people. So a lot of, lot of thoughts, question, you know, medicine versus eating. You hear that, right? How much of it is exercise versus eating? And then you hear this cleansing program. I, I think, you know, I've got a buddy, I, I, you know, we're friends uh, for a long time, but on social media, you see he's going through like a seven day water fast where all he's doing is drinking water and he's talking about how amazing he's feeling. And those are things like, I just feel like a lot of us out there, myself, pick on myself, you know, I had a lunch meeting today and I'm sitting there and I got a grilled chicken breast with some lettuce. I didn't eat the bun, but yet I get a side of fries instead of the salad, right? It's that choice, that mental choice to eat the fries versus grab the salad or the fruit. And I think so many of us were running and gunning and it's just easier to grab the bad food. So don't you think you have to find and want it more than anything? Is that really what it comes down to? Do you think? <laughs> You just hit it in the bullseye. Yeah. That's what life 
it ends up being in, in, in every aspect. You know? it's, it's what you really want that you, that, you, that you go after and there's no, and there's no limits you know, to what we can do. That's right. So, so yes. Now, now in, in that case, you know, everybody would just sit and, 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 and let everybody else do whatever they want, right? But, but uh, it, it is my role to inspire, to, to inform, and to provide things that work so that you can have your, your own experience and, and, and see how it feels yeah. to have a body that functions optimally, right? Yeah. And then, in the hope that then you would want to do that forever, not just right. for a three-week program. So what about your alcohol intake? So here we are. We talk on a Friday night. You going to have a couple beers or wine or anything tonight? Or what do you think of that? I'm a strange bird because I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't drink, you know. Okay. Um, I smoke a joint, but I don't drink. <laughs> right. But, but, but that is also a problem because then you get the munchies, right? Right. But, um, but, um, but alcohol is fine, you know. Alcohol has its place in, in a good, healthy life. Yep. It is just the way that we are using it now, like everything else. It's the way in which we're using it that is poisonous. Makes a lot of sense. So talk to us. I mean, you hear, obviously you're a doctor and, and you've had the, the immense amount of training and a lot of doctors we want to talk about here, just put that pill in and you're, you'll be fine, right? But, but I, the more and more I study this stuff, it really is a lot to do with our diet. Is that fair? Um, yeah, the diet is a very uh, crucial part of it because it is not a poetic uh, expression when, when, when you say you are what you eat, right? You, you, you literally are what you eat because all the parts of your body are made from building blocks that you extracted from food, right? All of you. Hmm. So, so, you know, what are you, what do you want to be built from? What building blocks do you want to uh, make your, your building? Because every seven years, your whole body is new. Right. It, it completely exchanges. So, 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 you know, seven years from now, what do you want to be made of? You know? Wow. So food is, is, is not only what you're made of, but also it's what, what um, directs your metabolism and your hormonal uh, function and your detoxification function. All the functions in the body are informed by food because food is not only building blocks and, and fuel for energy, it's also information. The food that you eat informs your genes what they have to express. So what is the seven? When you, you say the clean seven, there's obviously something behind that. Maybe it's just the seven years it takes to you know, redo your body, but I'm assuming there maybe there's seven things around that. So what are those? <laughs> right. The clean, clean, my original program, was a 21-day program. It takes 21 days to break a habit. It's a very important thing to do yep. um, and, and, and to allow your body to really restore many of the functions to an optimal level, right? But... Even though my 21-day program has been life-changing, dramatically life-changing for so many people, way more people hear 21 days and run for the hills. Right. So, so I, I was obsessed with finding a, a way to deliver in seven days uh, a, a good enough result that people would like be mind-blown and... Sure. and and, and, and want to continue on the path. That's when I included to 
the principles that I was, I was using before for my from functional medicine, I included principles from Ayurvedic medicine and intermittent fasting to the seven-day program to make it way more intense than just the first seven days of my 21-day program. Got it. Makes sense. So inspire us. You said some of the things you got to do is you got to inspire people, right? To make these changes, to make us want to do that. So, so walk us through this clean seven. What are we going to do? How are you going to get a guy like me who's always heard of the fasting and the, and the cleansing and, and probably would be phenomenal for me? What, what, what do I do? What are these steps in the next seven days? So, so um, the, the, the seven-day program is very simple. It's, there's a fixed schedule of things to do, right? So you, mm-hmm. on, on, on the morning, on day one, you have a shake in the morning. Then you have a lunch from a set list of foods. There's a list of foods that you can, and there's a list of foods that you cannot eat. And then for sh- dinner, you have a shake. So it's a liquid meal in the morning, a liquid meal at night. The reason we, dig, we, the reason we um, replace a solid meal in the morning and at night for a liquid meal is just to decrease the workload of the digestive system. Okay. And, the, and the things that you put in the shake and in the, and in the meal are guided by functional medicine and Ayurvedic medicine principles. So you have to find out what your body constitution is, what your dosha is, and then there's a list of foods of your dosha that you cannot eat. Okay. So everybody's different, right? So your shake may be different than my shake based on the, the, yeah. the makeup of my body. Yes. And how do you yeah. find that out? Like how, how would I, how would in I my know? Book, to in my book, there's a questionnaire. Okay. If you don't want to get the book, you go, go to my website, cleanprogram.com, and you're going to find the questionnaire. And if not, there's 100, 100 questionnaires online. Just you know, find your dosha. Just go to cleanprogram.com and you'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So, so then on the second day, you have breakfast with a shake, lunch from a set list of foods, and then your dinner with a shake, but you have it two hours before the one that you had the night before. So let's say you had dinner at 8 with a shake the night before. The second day, you have it at 6 p.m. On the third day, you have breakfast in the morning with a shake, lunch from a set list of food, huh. and, then you have, and then you have dinner at 4 p.m. On the, on, the fourth day, on the fourth day, you have breakfast, you have lunch, breakfast with a shake, lunch from the set list of food, and then you don't have anything, just herbal teas until lunch next day. So what I did there is I increased during the first three days your window of intermittent fasting because from the first day to the second day, you only fast for 12 hours between, okay. lunch, between dinner and breakfast. Yep. On the second day, you do for 14 hours. On the third day, you do for 16 hours. And on the, fo- on the third day, and on the fourth day, you go for 24 hours. So you are, you are learning in a scaled, uh, a, a gentle way how to get into an intermittent fasting uh, regime. So you're trying it through, through that week. And then so you day go- Day five is nothing in the morning, then my lunch, and then that night, I don't have anything again, correct? You know, in, at, at night, so you break your, your fast with a shake in the, in the lunch, as opposed to just a lunch from a shake. Okay. And then at night, you have, you have a, a dinner, 
a regular dinner from, for, from a set list of food. Dinner, then okay. day six and day seven are shake, lunch, shake. Okay, so you're back at it. So you really only have one day where you're going 24 hours. The rest, you're kind of getting yourself back into the... Uh... Yeah, which for most people is very, is very, is very uh, drastic because most people never had a, a 24-hour fast. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I was just talking to a buddy the other night. We were growing out at his house, and, and it's funny. He, he asked, what do I do? Because I, I stay fairly thin. I, I weigh about 160 pounds. I'm six foot tall. And I said, I don't do it on purpose, but my whole life, my last meal, whatever, whatever time I eat, I don't eat again usually till lunch and I don't do that again. I didn't do it on purpose, but I used to have nerves and I would wake up with anxiety and it just, it just, I wasn't hungry because I was so nervous. And so therefore I would wait till lunch and finally eat because I was, I was really hungry. So I think that's helped though. Is that a, is that a fair statement? No, not a, not a fair statement. This is, this is, I, I guarantee. Okay. This is, this is what I ask people to do. Skip meals. I do it myself. I never have breakfast. So, so um, that you've been doing intermittent fasting all your life. I mean, listen, intermittent fasting. We're putting fancy names or or, or just right. names to to things that it's just life, you know. Like it, the the thing is this: for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, we lived according to the laws of nature. We were living like the rest of the animals in the wild. That's right. right? In natural conditions eating whenever nature designed us to eat and, 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 uh, and doing whatever nature designed us to do, right? So That's right. How, how, does, how do animals in the wild live? They are fasting all the time, looking for food all the time. When they find it, they feast on it. And then, and then they go and they try to find it again. So they are intermittently fasting. So, so we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner as part of normal life only for the last hundred years. And yeah. this is actually what I think is killing humanity. Yeah, I agree. And so this shake, is this something that you, like a powder thing that you buy either from you or somebody else? Or is this like literally you're putting in, you know, kale and blueberries and whatever it is that your body needs based on the so test results? In the, in the book, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to give a, a, anybody a, a program that they need to buy stuff, right? From right. So, so the, in this program, actually, there has to be, some things that you buy because Ayurvedic herbs, which are part of the program, you, you need to buy them. But, but the recipes and everything are there for you to make your own shakes from things you buy in the supermarket, um, depending on, on your dosha, on your body constitution. Sure. Right? Now, I do have a business. I do have a, a company that we actually provide a kit for people to not have to think about it and you Perfect, know, do, right. you know, people don't want to go to the supermarket and buy all the stuff and then prepare the shakes. And then, the, you know, it's it, a lot of people are too busy for that. So I, sure. I put together a kit, you know, you can get it at cleanprogram.com that makes it super easy. All the supplements are there. All the shakes are there. Everything's there. The instructions are there. Makes it like a breeze. A thousand times easier. Yeah. So, you know, you've heard this and I've probably said in this, in this podcast before, but I, I've heard that when you go into a supermarket, go, you know, shop on the outer, the outer ring, right? I mean, if, if you go in the middle, to your point, when we were hunter and, hunters and gatherers, we couldn't just go to the cupboard or go to the freezer and, and make something, you know, in a matter of a minute. And, uh, and none of that stuff is good for you, right? I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a, 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 another way of saying exactly what you say, right? Which is this, where do humans get most most humans get their, their food from in, 
in mass scale yeah. from supermarket. So, so um, when you go to a supermarket and you look in a bird's eye view, you see yeah. that 90% of whatever is sold, which means 90% of what people eat, are, it comes in a can, in a jar, in a tube, in a box, in a bag. Yeah. And in order to be in those containers, they have to have preservatives, conservatives. And on top, they have coloring agents, smelling agents, texturizing mm. agents, all kinds of, of chemicals, right? That, that alone or in combination end up causing some kind of disruption, even if they are considered safe by the FDA. So, so um, the, the, what you said is, is, uh, is that you go to buy real food and not food-like products. And where are the real foods in the supermarket? In the, per- in the periphery. That's right. That's right. Get the green leafy stuff, right? Even in the quarantine stuff here, all, during all this COVID stuff, I, uh, we, we planted a garden. So that's been fun, man. We've been eating cucumbers and lettuce and spinach and all the stuff we're growing on our own. It's been awesome. And the kids like it too. It's amazing how when you grow it, the kids want to eat the cucumber. If you go buy it at the store, they're like, yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> you know? So it's, yeah. it's been very cool. Yeah. So just got to become a better gardener. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not that hard. That's right. That's right. So, so you think a lot of things can be done without medicine. I mean, it truly is get this gut health right. And so this clean seven, how often are we doing this? Is this a lifestyle, right? Is it the, the same seven days and then you just redo it? Or is it, eh, go back to normal life a little bit, eat some chicken breast and some turkey and then come back next month? Hopefully, hopefully when you, when you feel incredible, you, you start realizing um, what foods do to you, how, how, how to eat them, how often to eat them, what not to eat, yep. right? So you learn things. You just don't do the program. You learn things, you know, and then you keep applying those to your life. Because if you go to exactly what you were doing before, then you, you wasted a week. Yep. You know, it's probably even worse, getting healthy and unhealthy, healthy yeah. and unhealthy. You, you better just stay unhealthy all the time because the body is defending itself. So at least you're going to last a little longer, you know? Right. So what are you um, hearing? What's the common theme you're hearing from your patients or clients? Um, you know, when, when they do this, right? And this isn't their normal set of life and they finish this seven-day deal. What's the common thing you're hearing from them? I, I hear uh, people having eight pound, 10 pound, 12 pound weight loss, uh, sleeping better, skin becoming uh, uh, soft and glowing the white the whites around the eyes they they get white and bright um better mood i mean it's it's really remarkable yeah yeah that's incredible and who doesn't want to have right more energy better skin feel better uh, probably more clarity of thought i would assume way more yes yeah. that's one of, that's one of the things that i like the most yeah Unless you have that thing you talked about earlier that gives you the munchies, right? Then maybe then you lose all you know clarity and you no. Know, anyway, that's a whole other podcast. That's going on Joe Rogan's podcast. You need to get on there, right? Uh, anyway, so talk to us about uh, you know your business model and how you think and how do you stay a student of the game and 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 become bigger and make a bigger impact with lots of people. You know, I don't have a strategy. I'm I'm not I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm I'm a I'm a healer. You know, okay. I happen. I happen to be a doctor and, and I just go about my life really always looking for an opportunity on how to help. That's my default. Yeah. And, then things, and then things happen. I think that when people follow their passion and they, and they, you know, they leave comfortable things that, you know, that, uh, like, I'll tell you what, what I'm thinking about. Is I, was, I was working in three hospitals and in a busy cardiology practice. I was making $600,000 a year in my first year. 
and then I was going to become a, a, a partner in three years. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I would have made a, a million and a half a year for, for as many years as, as I right. wanted to work. Instead, when I started discovering all these things, I quit that job and I went to work in a, in a spa, really, just, to, just to, to give lectures on what I was discovering on, on cleansing and detoxification for $25,000 a year. Yeah. Right? So, so, but that in the end, it paid off because it made me so interested. I mean, I was so interested in, and I was so passionate about it. I didn't really care about anything else. Right. But then, you know, then I wrote a book and, you know, and, and, and things started happening that started paying off. I never set off with a business plan. Now, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you were driven by passion. You said that earlier, right? You, you weren't driven by the almighty dollar. You're driven by your passion. And then, oh gosh, look what happened. Now some of the dollars start to flow in. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, but some people don't have the, uh, the test, uh, the, the fortitude that you had, right? To, to be able to do that and, uh, and, and leave this 600,000 million, million and a half dollar job to go do that and just hope to God that it works. So walk me through that. Like, how, how were you able to do that and just walk away? Whether you, maybe, I don't know your situation, if you had a house and, you know, the finances that, you need and all that, that kind of stuff. At that time, I was single. I didn't have any kids. Yep. Uh, you know, I, had, I was renting a house in Palm Springs and I had a, and I had a truck. So literally, I, I went to, to the, you know, the boss of, of, of that cardiology practice. Yeah. I, I took off my, I had a fight with him the day before. I took off my beeper, I put it on his desk, and I said, bye-bye. I'm out. I'm out. And, um, and you know, he starts calling me on loudspeakers in, in the hospital. <laughs> Anyways, it, I, and I went to this place where I was, you know, just playing around and giving lectures just for fun. And I said, I'd like to, to uh, you know, to see if I can do something here. Wow. And she said, okay, great. Come and give some lectures and do a consultations. So I started doing that. And... Um, and that's how it happened. And then, you know, and then one day, I just three three years later, I I packed my bags and, uh, and I came to LA. Wow! And how long uh, how long ago was that? That was in two thousand and three. Okay, so you've been at it for seventeen years in in LA. And so, when you look back on life now, what what would you tell yourself? What would you if you could go back to two thousand and three and have a conversation with that man? What would you tell him? I would I would say, don't worry about anything. It's yeah. All- it's all going to work out. <laughs> it's easier said than done though, isn't it? I mean, are you, are you a worrier? I mean, did you, did it, did it keep you up at night? Were you uh, scared? I mean, fearful? What, what was that feeling like? Uh, it's complicated. The, the answer is complicated. For example, when I was living in Palm Springs, it wasn't my choice to go to Palm Springs to work there. Okay. It was that I found a job that was in an underserved area, which was the only way that I could get a visa a working visa in the United States. Okay. Um, so, so I worked in an, in an underserved hospital um, amongst the hospital that I was working at. Every morning I used to wake up and I, and I used to ask the Lord, what, what did I do wrong? Why, why, <laughs> why, do am, I here? why am I here? You know? He's like, because you walked away from a million and a half dollar job. That's why you're here. Um, no, no, no I'm, I'm, yeah, well, no, that was when I was having the... the oh, okay, okay, okay. You know, when I just first moved to Palm Springs, I moved there to try, yeah. to, to, try to stay in the country because right. I had to go back to, my, to Uruguay. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I felt trapped by life, you know. Sure. It, it was like a, I'm paying some kind of a sentence by living 
in this in this hot place yeah. where there's no no young people that I can date, you know, because every, yeah. all the young people there are, are gay, and and yeah. uh, and all the other people are old. I, I, you know, <laughs> I was single and ready to mingle, but nobody to mingle with. <laughs> right. So so I thought God was punishing me. It turned out that those three years were crucial to what I was end up finding as as tools for my practice. And I think that's a that's an awesome so one, thank you for being transparent and sharing that. But I think when I look back on my career, you know, a 20 year career in the financial industry is my, my best year, I'm using air quotes here, my best year was actually my worst year, my second year in the business. And it, it was a terrible year financially. I didn't do well. I didn't sell very much and all this stuff. But yet when I look back, it was by far my best year of learning, right? So to any of those people that are listening right now, you're working out or you're driving and you're in a terrible spot. I mean, what I would say, advice I would give is, is kind of just bring your head up above the clouds, take a deep breath and listen, right? Listen to what's going on in your world. Journal, get your, get your journal, write stuff down and be, be a student and learn and learn from the mistakes or learn from the decisions or maybe you were COVID stuff and you lost your job and it's a terrible, terrible spot right now but there's a lot of learning here that's going to go out 5, 10, 17 years from now that could be a game changer for you. So thoughts on that? Yeah. The, the most important thing I think that we can learn at an accelerated rate at this time is to be present. Mm. Because <clears throat> what, what, is, what is stress really? Stress really is just the, the difference between what is and what we would like it to be. But when you become fully present, everything is just what is. There is no confusion with, with what you would like it to be. So there is not that struggle, that stress, right? That either either gives you sadness or or, or anxiety or, or or you know. So so um, becoming present is one of the most important things that we can learn. And at this time, where there's so many things that that are that are you know keeping us worried, right? Um, that's, I think, the best antidote. When you're feeling that pressure, when you are like, you know, take a few moments and sit down, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, and remember that we're not on Earth just to have a job and 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 destroy the planet. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so, and I 100% agree with that. But let me play devil's advocate, if I may. And and so, the person listening to this right now, and they say, "Yeah, Doc, but you don't get it, man. I just lost my job. I got three kids." I've got a mortgage, I got a car payment, got to put food on the table, and I have no job, man, and I'm running out of money. So, easier said than done, but how do I sit there, take a couple deep breaths, and then be in the moment, and then be okay with that? Well, I'm just asking a, a, a couple of deep breaths. I'm not saying you just sit down on a chair and, and breathe all day. <laughs> Sing so Kumbaya. <laughs> you take a couple of deep breaths, and then you you know you lift yourself from, from the strap of your own boots and and, and go and, and do whatever needs to be done. You know it's it, you know you can say it's easy for me to say right, but but you don't know if it's easy for me to say. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm I may not at this moment, have that problem of not being able to put food on my table. But I have other problems that take me out of the present. Sure. That may be, that may be you know, if I told you, maybe he would say, you know what, I'd better, <laughs> I'd better try to figure out how to put food on my table. Right. So, so, you know, and I try to follow my own advice. I mean, I don't want to go into details about, you know, but everybody has their problems, right? Absolutely. And, 
and then and then and then also there is this there is this thing right that god provides and 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 everybody ends up finding their you know the way sure. yep. so just keep looking and you shall find yeah no i agree i mean you said it's really that personal responsibility of, of, of pulling up your work boots right i always say that if god forbid somebody wiped out the entire financial industry tomorrow I think I could figure it out, right? And now who knows? Maybe that's arrogance. Maybe that's confidence. Maybe it's just, that's what I believe. But, but don't, do you believe in the law of attraction though too, right? What you think and what you say is who you can become? I think that yes, yes, absolutely. But more than anything is what you desire. Mm. Because when you, when you see people that acquired a lot or, or, right. or and I'm not just talking about, financial stuff right but acquired a, a lot of accolades or, or you know accomplishments yep. when you start looking at them you see that they spent a lot of time desiring that that they acquired it was like a burning desire so yep. that that for me is the strongest a, a denominator in the law of attraction you know? that's right that's a straight from the i mean you think about the book think and grow rich have you seen have you read that book by napoleon hill I, I, I did it a hundred years ago. I don't yeah. even remember. Yeah. But it talks about that, that burning desire, right? Cause I agree with you. I mean, it's like, you know, when I look at my business career, anything that people that I, we've helped with clients or whatever it may be, they've had that desire, right? It's been very clear in their mind and then they can set their goals, whether it's a two year goal, a one year goal, a 90 day goal and so on and so forth is make those things happen. Whether you have a business plan or don't have a business plan, that desire is definitely where it starts. So, um, so, yeah. So, w one of the things I always ask people is the fears. The fears you put in your mind, how many of them have blown up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be? Well, it's the same thing, right? Zero. Right, it's, yeah. it's just the other, the other side of the coin of what we were talking about before. When you, when you put in your mind uh, the great things you want to accomplish and you desire them, you will. Yep. When you put in your mind the things that you're fearful and, and you are feeling the fear, they will manifest. That's right. Amen to that. So where do our listeners find more of Dr. Alejandro Junger? Um, and in Instagram, Dr. Alejandro Junger, Dr. Alejandro Junger, at, at cleanprogram.com or uh, drjunger.com, drjunger.com. Awesome. Well, we'll put that in the show notes as well. And, uh, you know, I think this, this clean seven, I'm going to give it a shot. So I'm going to, maybe somebody listening right now, you can send me a message. We'll connect with doctor here and, and, uh, we can get on this program and, uh, change our life. How's that sound? Um, can you hear me? Yep. I can hear you now. There you go. So, so if you are going to do it, then I would love to have a chat with you before so I can get in your mind and, 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 and get you ready to, for success. Okay. Well, maybe we'll do that right now for a couple of minutes. So well, I'll report the facts back on the, uh, on the podcast, but again, uh, doctor, thanks for being with us on the circuit of success. It's been awesome having you a lot of value today. Yes. So you want to do it right now? Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.